Hello and welcome to the Gambler Racing Podcast. I'm Selected Bet and as ever I'm joined by racing expert Paul Gallagher who's better known as the voice of value. How's it going Paul? Fantastic. Um, flying here at the moment. Yeah, pretty happy with myself. Good and so you should be at another winner last week. Well, it was actually three winners that combined as a nice little treble for us last week. Yeah, it was good. Um, doubles and trebles came in. So, uh, yeah, some happy punters, which was nice to see on Twitter and on the on Mr. Fixit site as well. So it's good to know that people are following in. And uh, yeah, it's, it's probably a bad thing because now I'm feeling quite confident then. <laughs> yeah, that will be evident in the picks that we're going to suggest over the next 15-20 minutes. Uh, but it's been a good one so far. You have calculated that we are 33 points in profit already for January. Yeah, not bad. 45 points staked, 33.72 to be exact, uh, a profit, which is a return on investment of 75%, which is... Uh, pretty good small sample size but that is uh, I'm pretty pleased with that and I've just gone back through December stats as well and they're pretty strong so it's been a good national hunt season so far Good and we're already starting to look forward to the Cheltenham Festival it's is it 50 days on Monday? Yeah it'll be 50 days this Monday which is exciting um, it's, it's flown in it's good. And you, you've stuck up a couple of anti-post previews on the Mr Fixit's Tips site already focusing on the likes of the Gold Cup what else is in there? Yeah, the four main championship races, so I've covered the Gold Cup, as you would expect, um, and the champion hurdle on the Tuesday, the champion chase on the Wednesday, and the stairs hurdle on the, the Thursday, so the sort of four feature races, as it were. Yeah, lots to look forward to. Um, but this week, we've got, what, six races to cover. We've got a couple of each-way shouts, and I'm not saying you're getting cocky, but we're <laughs> looking at a fourfold uh, no, this week, uh, following up on your treble uh, last week. I'm happy to admit I've completely lost my mind. Um, so yeah, not happy with treble. I want to go for a fourfold this week. Um, it's, it's actually there's not there wasn't the reason I've done that. I felt that there, there weren't a huge amount of um, strong handicaps with, with big each way elements for us. There are a couple, and you'll see that as, as we, we go and we're going to address those in a minute. But there are quite a few. Um, standout favourites that I thought right, okay well, let's try this again it worked last week um, let's see if we can get three or four of them up uh, this week as well yeah let's hope so so we'll start off we'll cover our each way opportunities this week and then we'll have a look at the, the four folds at all relatively short prices and the first race we're going to have a look at is the 150 at Ascot and you like the look of the top weight uh, of an attractive mark here in this one yeah I think this is really interesting actually um it's difficult to. I don't see that it's a particularly strong race um, over the piece. Um, I, I think, yeah, I, I don't think there's no, there's nothing there that I can, you know, I would be massively confident in making a case for. Um, so the one that I just thought was really well um, handicapped um, is a horse called Jenica, as you say, the top weight um, from Nicky Henderson stable. Um, he's not had a, a sort of fantastic last year or so um, and he's been off since February so he's, uh, this in effect is his sort of uh, seasonal seasonal reappearance um, but he ha- he's had a wind operation which is a, a bonus um, and over fences he's rated 160, I don't want to get bogged down in all the, the sort of maths of the, the handicap system and all that but he's, uh, he's, he's rated 147 for hurdles and this is a hurdles race so he's 
almost a stone uh, well in in terms of the weights, which is a significant amount of weight. Yeah. Um, so that that's a huge bonus. Um, he he's primarily a chaser, so you, you're you're concerned. You would be concerned that he's, he is better over um, over fences, but that's not because he's been tried recently over hurdles and has been honking. Um, he, he did have a run at Cheltenham in the rail kill, but that's a that's a Grade Two, a classy race, um, and he did. He did okay that day. He wasn't he wasn't battered. So, and he was actually sent off favourite for it. Um, so I wouldn't be concerned about his hurdles. Mark, I'm trying to work out why the handicappers dropped him to one four seven. It doesn't actually make any sense to me because his mm-hmm. last, last ran uh, off about one. Th- it was in the one fifties. So it's it's a strange one, um, and I think he should hopefully be able to take advantage. And I'm really surprised that we can get an each way price about him. Um, he just to sort of elaborate on it a bit further. He won in his uh, after a break um, in 2019. So he was off from the April to the November, and he came back and won uh, quite nicely uh, in the, the Halden Gold Cup Extra, which is a really good race. So coming back from a break is not a problem, and as I say, he's had the wind up as well. I just think it's it's a stonking bet. I'm, I'm actually concerned that the price is too big. It's kind of confusing. <laughs> Um, so what I'm hoping is we get on at this seven to one um, back him each way, and then they uh, they smash the price and he goes off a much shorter price. That's the plan anyway. I'll take you back to December 2019 when you last tipped Janika. So it's obviously a horse that you've. Yeah, it's a horse I like. I, I don't think he, I don't think he ran particularly well that day. Um, what was that? Was that in the in the Tingle Creek actually? So that that's a, a really good race. Um, in fact, he was even he was even running in that. Um, so yeah, he finished fourth that day. Of the eight. So they didn't completely embarrass himself, but uh, you're effectively he's running off a much reduced mark today, back over hurdles, uh, and a much much um, lower quality. Well, yeah, it's lower quality race than that. Albeit he carries top eight, but I just think he's uh, he's a cracking bet here. Okay, so he's likely to go off around the seventy-one mark. Yeah, seven to one. Well, he's, he's seven to one at the moment. I'm hoping that he ends up getting smashed in and goes off more like four to one. But um, we'll see. We'll see what happens on that front. Um, I think you might know your fate. I mean, if he drifts out in the market, then you, you yeah. probably you probably find that he needs to run and he's been aimed at chases further down the line or whatever. But uh, I just think they've found a, a really good opportunity for him. Okay, so that's Jenica um, around the seventy-one mark in the one fifty at. Ascot. Now you've got another two each way uh, fancies, and they both come in the three o'clock at Ascot, uh, which is the bet three six five handicap chase. Yeah, so th- that last race and this one, uh, the one fifteen, the three o'clock are the two sort of exceptions in terms of um, decent quality fields um, for Saturday. Um, but I think there's some, there's some each way value, and we're getting the extra places that I always harp on about. Um, but that that is useful. Um, so the one I like in this is another one I've tipped before, so you'll no doubt. Um, Scroll back through your spreadsheet and tell me that I get beat as well, which it did the last time I tipped it. <laughs> es- Espoir de Guy is the name of the horse. Um, Venetia Williams, trained horse. Venetia's in, in good form. Her good form continues. We touched on that last week, but she's um, she's in good shape at the moment. Um, I think the problem I'm giving I'm 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 giving Espoir de Guy a pass on his last run. Um, I think the problem was that um, he just didn't stay the three miles. That was his first try, a, a longer trip. I thought it would actually be bring an improvement. Turns out, I think he didn't stay. Um, so I'm giving him another chance. He can still get each way prices about him for this race. So I think based on his previous run at Ascot, um, which was, I believe, course and distance, actually. So he's a course and distance winner, which, as you know, we like that um, yep. when we're looking to, looking to find winners. Um 
he uh, he won that quite nicely. Um, so I'm hoping that he can repeat the, the trick here. He's about five pounds higher than he was that day, which isn't um, which isn't a significant concern. Um, the ground won't be an issue. Soft and heavy victories in the past, still very lightly raced. Um, it's only had six chase runs and ten races altogether, mm-hmm. um, including including his French runs. So, so you know, very lightly raced horse. So I'm expecting him to to go well and continue to improve. Okay, and you also like to look at last year's winner as well. I do, yeah. Good spot that it was last year's winner. That's the main reason um, I like Domaine Delisle, uh, another French horse. Um, hasn't really kicked up all since last year. Hasn't really turned up. Um, so you're taking a bit of that on on trust. Um, but he's, he's, because of that, he's dropped down to exactly the same handicap mark that he was on last year. Um, and we're getting a really big price. So. <clears throat> they're trying blinkers, um, a wee bit of headgear, which might bring about some uh, some improvement. And um, in terms of jockey bookings, I thought David Bass, who, who rode him in this uh, last year to win, he's back on board. So I think that might be a positive as well. Um, yeah, so just I thought too big a price. I think we're getting sixteen to one. Yeah. So that that's that's pretty fair. And again, as I say, there's each way, uh, extra each way places. I think they're getting four places each way. So I back both of these each way. With the firms that are offering extra places, a bit way were pretty good looking. Um, Paddy Power, bit of fair thing, we're all paying extra places. Yeah, William Hill, Paddy Power are both paying five places. Um, William Hill actually going fourteen to one, whereas Paddy Power only ten to one when Domain the real. Well, that's so, good. For, that's good for Hills. Then we'll go for that one. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Okay, so that's the each way chances on Saturday and. Now, about this fourfold. <laughs> Four relatively short prices, but obviously ones that you particularly fancy. First one up is the 115 at Ascot and Roxana here is the one to be. Yeah, so when I'm when I'm picking these out, I'm trying to find um, like you say, sort of quite well fancied favourites that don't have much to beat. I don't like mm-hmm. a, a short price favourite and a big field where there's always risk and there's there's um, there's a few challengers. Um, this one is pretty much um, a two-horse race. Roxana versus Magic of Light. We're getting about four to five, five to six in places about Roxana. Magic of Light has won this, I think, two years in a row, certainly one yeah. of last year. Um, yeah. Good quality horse, but hasn't had to race against a horse of the quality of Roxana in this race. Roxana is, um, is a good progressive mare. And uh, I think we'll, we'll just be that bit that little bit better than Magical Light. Magical Light will be aimed at the Grand National. Like again, I suspect that's what she's done the last couple of years. Uses this as a prep race for the National. Whereas Roxana um, will probably be targeting this race as a sort of main target um, before going on to to Cheltenham. But you know they'll be looking to win this and pick up a decent pot because she'll have uh, she'll probably be in the mayor's hurdle at Ascot, which uh, at Cheltenham, excuse me, which will be a real tough one. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think Roxana's. Had a higher rated horse, and, and as I say, pretty much only got one to be Eglinton de Soy is maybe maybe a sort of you, you could give a shout to, but I think uh, I think Roxana's got her covered as well. So that's the that's the logic behind that one. Okay, so that's the first leg. Um, the next leg, it's another horse that's been well talked about on this podcast last year's winner in this race, Yala Enki. Yeah, a horse that I've got a lot of time for. Um, used to be with Finisher Williams, now with Paul Nichols. Um, a strong um, staying chaser, basically. He's a, he's a cracking horse. He's 11 years old now, so he's he's not going to improve significantly. He doesn't have to improve to, to win this. He doesn't even have to be at his best, I don't think. Um, 
the the main challenger if the market's correct is if the cap fits who had actually tipped a, a few, you know, the last start I think it was or two starts ago last start when he ran at Sandown really disappointing and it was two starts ago sorry um, but in any event he was uh, he was no sorry it was it was last time out at Kempton excuse me um, and he was pretty poor he's not as good um, so far it would seem over fences as he was over hurdles and in any event he's, he's a good bit behind Yalink in terms of ratings and quality this isn't a handicap so they all carry the same weight which is really beneficial for Yalink who's mm-hmm. a, a good bit in hand over the rest of them the only potential flying the ointment that I could see was a horse called Al Rock um, trained by Richard Newland it's his first race for Richard Newland coming across from France um, you tend to think the French horses take a few runs to get used to um, the change of scenery um, and different racing style, etc., etc. Um, you, you don't tend to see them come over and, and really be impressive first time out. So, and he's not been backed in the market. He's actually drifted from tens out to fourteen. So he was the one I was slightly concerned about, um, but I think he'll be one for another day. So for me, it's Yalinki's yeah, race to, to lose. Basically, um, shouldn't have any difficulty. Okay, should just confirm that's the two ten at Taunton. Don't think I mentioned yeah, that. It's live on uh, it's live on ITV as well. That one actually. Yeah, and most of them are today. So yeah. Yeah, good stuff. Okay, next we're going to go to two forty at Haydock, and a horse that's got a sixteen pound rise to contend with. But you reckon Royal Pagal can carry it off? Yeah, so this is the one that I'm probably losing my mind sticking this in multiples. But <laughs> I just think uh, this horse looks absolutely class um, oozed class the last time out and has been absolutely hammered as you say going up £16 you don't often see that mm. in handicap chasers but it's a, a really lightly raced um, chaser certainly the UK came across from uh, from France and said four runs now chases in the UK it's actually an example of what I was just talking about there a horse that maybe takes a wee bit of time to get used to it first mm. couple of runs pretty poor um, in the UK um, and then this season it's just all clicked into place and um Scooched up the last twice, so I think I, and they're now actually talking about this potentially being a, a gold cup horse. I'm not sure about that, but you need to win this by a, a good distance, um, which I think you know is, is entirely possible um, to become a sort of a contender for the gold cup. But uh, so the, the fact that that's even been discussed makes you think um, he's got a really good chance. So. The main, as I was saying earlier, I don't like to have one where there's too many contenders. <laughs> There's only really two that I think could trouble him, and, and Sam's adventure I don't think is going to quite have the class for it. Um, so the, the main threat is a horse called Sam Brown, um, who's also improving. Um, it's fairly lightly raced, but I just think uh, Royal Pagal's going to be a cut above, and they're carrying similar weights. It's not as though Royal Pagal's having to give a stone away or anything. So I just think it's um, a pretty strong win bet, and Nine to four, I thought was was fairly fairly kind and might end up going off a good bit shorter than that. Yeah, let's hope we can complete his hat trick. And last but not least, the three fifteen at Haydock and a very familiar horse over there. Yeah, um, a horse will be pretty familiar to, to everyone. Two time one of the champion hurdle in the past. Um, he's been out with an injury. Um, missed pretty much all of last season with that. Um, after getting injured in the fight in fifth at Newcastle. I toyed with whether to put this one in or not because it's it's pretty short. It's four to nine, one to two. Um, it's pretty short odds. I thought maybe I should just leave it as doubles and a treble, but um, I, I can't. If if Bouverdier is fit, or not even fit, if he's healthy um, and turns up 
and and I don't see why Nicky would run him if he wasn't. Um, then he'll just he'll, he'll squish this. Um, Bally Andy's a solid horse, but never runs any better than the sort of mark he's at just now, which gives um, gives Beverly a good bit in hand. Uh, Navajo Pass is is, is significantly uh, poorer in terms of quality, and also to add insult to injury for Bally Andy, he's having to give Bouvier Deer six pounds mm. um, just because of the conditions of this race. I think it relates to the fact Bouvier Deer has been out, so probably mean uh, I didn't look into the detail, but I suspect it's you know if you've won a race in the last year or whatever, you, you carry extra weight. So uh, it should be a penalty kick for Bouvier So I thought, well, let's stick that in. We're feeling confident, and we'll make it a, we'll make it a fourfold. Will we learn much about Bouvier? We should. Uh, yeah, I think we'll learn. This. I think we'll learn this, whether he's he's fit and well. Um, if he wins this quite comfortably, then I think he comes into the reckoning for the champion hurdle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, he, and he's currently uh, about fourteen to one for the champion. So if you do fancy him strongly for this, you could maybe have a small each way on him for the champion hurdle as well before this goes off. Because I think if he wins this comfortably, he'll be single digits. I would imagine. Because once once people know that he's he's fit well and, and is on the track, then he'll he'll he'll, he'll show on price. Yeah. Okay, that's us covered all the tips. Can you just give us a wee recap then of the bets for the weekend? I can indeed. So we've got uh, the one fifty Ascot Janica seven to one each way. Take the extra places three o'clock at Ascot Espoir de Guy thirteen to two each way, and again take the extra places. Domain de Lille in the same race, the three o'clock at Ascot, 16 to 1, although I think we're going to take 14 each way for five places with William Hill. And the four folds and trebles, um, we're going to do one point trebles, so four of those, and then a two point four fold just because we can uh, on the following four horses. The uh, 115 at Ascot, Roxana, about four to five. 210 at Taunton, Yala Enke, 10 to 11. 248 Haydock, Royal Pagal, 9-4. And finally, the 315 Haydock, Dare, and you'll get 1-2. Good stuff. Uh, now, don't forget, you can follow Paul on Twitter at The Voice of Value, and you can follow the Gambler account at Gambler Tips. Also, it's worth having a, a read through Paul's thoughts ahead of Cheltenham. We're 50 days out come next week, and have a look at his anti-post preview which is on the Mr Fixit's Tips site at mrfixitstips.co.uk and that's us for this weekend thank you very much for listening hope you all have a great weekend of betting and thanks to yourself Paul for your tips this week no problem at all good luck to everyone enjoy the day on Saturday